Today we are going to talk about none other than Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is a question that probably many people have on their minds and they've been always asking themselves, how did Marvel Cinematic Universe even succeed? What made them succeed? Well, there are many things out there that people think that's the answer, but honestly, I don't think any of them is the answer. Today I'm going to analyze and tell you how exactly Marvel Cinematic Universe succeeded where basically everybody else failed. Well, welcome to Movies in Depth, part of our podcast, and let's go. First things first, Marvel Cinematic Universe started with none other than Iron Man. When Iron Man was going to be made, they wanted to try something new, which was they brought a director who was basically more of an artistic director than superhero director, John Favreau, and... They told him to make Iron Man. John, of course, wanted to make a very in-depth movie about Iron Man. And when he wanted to make it, he said, I want Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. at the time was not a well-known actor. In fact, he was pretty much frowned upon and nobody wanted to work with him because of his um, history with drugs, arrests. And Disney and Marvel basically said that, no, we will not pay to bring him on. There's no way that he can make us, and he said, whether you bring him or I leave the project, I won't do it. After so much um, battling and stuff like that, they finally decided to, yes, finally, it's time to, you know, let him in. So they got a test from him. He came to the um, testing, and it was okay, and they said, all right, so he can work. Fun fact, though, um, years later, Stanley actually said that, you know, when... Um, designing Iron Man and he looks at you know Robert Downey Jr. he immediately sees Iron Man and he's very happy that Iron Man is now part um, of his big uh, comic family like this and he always praised Robert Downey Jr. looking the part and acting like the part in the best way possible. So Iron Man was going to be developed. Fun thing about Iron Man, Iron Man didn't even have a script when it was being made. In fact, most of the time it was improvised, and they had no idea what to do. However, by some miracle, all of that improvisation and changes made the movie into a great movie. Nobody expected this. The movie actually became great, and when it came out, not only was it really praised by every single critic, but also it sold pretty well for itself. As for the numbers that you might want to know to see how well did it sell for itself, it was 585 million compared to 140 million in terms of budget. Of course, some might say this is, these are not incredible numbers. Of course, they're not supposed to be incredible numbers. However, at the same time, you know, imagine this was a movie that had no, no script. It was doomed to fail, but somehow they made it work. 
Now, when the other movie came that was supposed to basically um, make these movies connected to itself, that movie, however, failed miserably. Before moving on to Incredible Hulk, it's basically good to note that at that point, they had basically no idea what they wanted to do with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. In fact, it was a do-or-die situation. When they saw the success, however, they were like, okay, let's move on with this then. So, yeah, don't exactly think that they knew what they were doing from the very beginning. They had no idea. So, that post credit scene where um, basically um, Samuel Jackson comes out and just says, welcome to the Avengers and stuff like that, you know, the, the Avengers initiative, that was basically somehow like a do or die situation. But then came the next movie, and that was called The Incredible Hulk. The Incredible Hulk, when it came, this was one of the most terrible movies of MCU, but nobody talks about it. Why? Well, because it was terrible, and nobody wants to admit it. Incredible Hulk was made with a budget of $150 million. The problem with Incredible Hulk was that it definitely did not have a story. Not only did it try to remake the whole, um, you know, origin of Hulk and some things here and there, it didn't really make sense in many parts. That's why many people thought that maybe Incredible Hulk is a sequel to the TV show, remake of it, prequel? Nobody knew exactly what Incredible Hulk wanted to be because basically Incredible Hulk was as weird as possible. We did not see um, a lot of things, and uh, we, uh, we didn't see a lot of things from it. And basically, the action, the character, they were not on par with what people expected from none other than the Hulk. Because the Hulk would cry, he would be like a baby, and basically, it was just like uh, two bodybuilders fighting, which did not seem appealing to many people, it seems. So the movie sold 263 million. Well, again, Incredible Hulk was going ambitious way of Marvel Cinematic Universe and went out of its way to even include Tony Stark in the post-credit scenes. It never really um, succeeded in any way to get people excited for this movie or the cinematic universe. In fact, it was not well received by anyone. In fact, the critical response to this movie was as horrible as one can be. Believe it or not, basically, um, many people thought that, you know, the design of Abomination was not as good as it could have been. They thought the design for Hulk was not even a good way. And, you know, many critics did not like it. They thought that, um, Basically, this could have been the be one of the best movies of MCU, but turned out that no, this this was not. And the narrative, however, was probably what destroyed the movie and some pretty bad decisions. However, on cinema score, the movie had an A minus, which was actually really good. And but the problem was, you know, these A-minus people actually saw the 2003 movie and they were comparing it to that. And as you can see, it didn't sell really that well either. 
next movie that came was none other than Iron Man 2. Marvel saw that basically they did really really well with Iron Man 1, so why not make a sequel to Iron Man 2 and do a bit, little bit of a world building? This was why they started to bring changes. Not only did they bring War Machine into the movie, they started to experiment with villains and seeing how you can make them different and people would like them or hate them. And they brought Don Chiddle, a very great choice, on board to play um, Rhodey. And Scarlett Johansson was brought on as Black Widow. Now, Iron Man 2, when it went into production, they thought that you know this movie would be another gold mine. And they started to basically go into a story that many people in the comics world hate. And that was the alcoholicism of um, Robert Downey, sorry, uh, <laughs> alcoholism of Tony Stark. So nobody wanted to see that story portrayed because it's a very serious subject. But Iron Man 2 did do that subject and while it did not feel serious, it felt more like a joke. It was not a good mood for many people. So Iron Man 2 went into production and they were doing their best and they thought it was really good if they did a world building here. So one of the many problems that people usually um, go on and um, criticize DCEU or poor Amazing Spider-Man 2 is that basically these two went on to do a lot of world building without waiting for it. You guys did it too fast. Well, newsflash. Iron Man 2 did the same mistake, but nobody wants to admit it because now it's successful. Now we have a successful cinematic universe. But Iron Man 2 did a lot of that world building. Point being, point in case, uh, seeing Captain America's shield, talking about uh, Howard Stark being in the shield, shield having a huge presence in the movie, then seeing Force Hammer, talking about Force Hammer, many, many things that could be considered like doing crazy world building. In fact, in my opinion, Amazing Spider-Man 2 did not do a lot of world building. It just introduced Sinister Six in a very nice way and just went on its own way. People think that having too, too much villain was the problem of the movie and honestly, I still think if they showed us the complete version, which you know one of, them, one of the deleted scenes was even in the Blu-ray, if they put that in the movie, not only the movie would be much better received, but much cooler and much more serious movie. Then we have Batman v Superman that, yeah, I agree there are some stupid scenes that uh, do the world building, but they were not as prominent as one might think. I don't even think the movie was that bad. Come at me. I love the Ultimate Edition, the three-hour movie version of it. I watch it every time that, you know, I hear a Batman news. So, this movie came and it had many, many problems. Not only did the villain not impress anyone and many thought that Mickey Rourke was actually wasted here we had a character who was really uh, really too much for many people and that was none other than the character of Army Hammer this character became a hated character in many ways his actions his ways so this movie in terms of critical response and basically audience response was a failure again for Marvel Cinematic Universe however at that time Social media and stuff like that did not exist to this way, so it was not really crucified. So the movie had a 73% approval rating, and 57 out of 100 
rating, average rating on Metacritic, which is not a good rating at all. The movie had a pretty, well, you know, good weekend, opening weekend. It was the fifth greatest opening weekend at the time, behind Dark Knight, but the movie sold only 623 million for a budget of 200 million. Now, why is that bad? The other movie sold uh, 580 million with a budget of 140, which meant adding $50, uh, $60 more to the budget only contributed to 20 million dollars. So that that was a kind of a failure in terms of money and critical um, approval. Then came the movie 4. 4 came and basically people were expecting a lot of it. I, I, I as well. I mean, this was a beloved mytholo mythological creature for many people. But not many people were um, really uh, familiar with 4 itself. So 4, when it was going to come, it... It was going to be released as basically a character study and you know the same time they went all the way with the costumes showing the ultimate versions of the costumes and the movie was supposed to be you know mostly a character study for four and how he became the four that we know today so the movie came out and the response to it was not exactly that bad however it was not that great either while many people think that everything that marvel made was perfect that's not true. The movie's visual effects were really praised. Natalie Portman was not praised. And Chris Hemsworth was actually a highlight of the movie. His own actions in the movie were a huge highlight. The movie, however, did not really do well with critics and in terms of box office with people. The movie did not have a good uh, approval rating compared to Iron Man 2. In fact, it was very close to Iron Man 2's failures. And this movie with a 150 million budget sold only 449 million, which could be considered failure in today's age. I mean, if this movie was going to be released in the social media age, trust me, it would have been crushed. But unfortunately for, you know, these guys, it was not released then. So the movie again tried to do world building as well we saw hawkeye there and you know many crazy things and while the movie didn't sell well at least you know you could say that the movie was not that bad so after this came none other than captain america the first avenger i think the weakest of the marvel movies which also the box office really shows now what was so weak about this movie was that even though the character is a very good character, the whole movie and the feel of it was didn't feel like it was actually a movie. It felt like it was more of a cheap TV series. The costumes, the visual effects, they did not feel good. Nobody wants to admit this, but, well, it was. It was not a good movie. Many people to this day come out and say, no, 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 this was a perfect movie. But trust me, ask them to watch the movie with you, they will not. So, this movie was not at all well praised. In fact, the movie did not even do well at all. With 150 million budget, it sold only 300 million, which is not a good budget at all. Some estimate that the budget even went to 216 million, which is far more than what it should be. But to be honest, even if it was, this kind of sell, like 370, is still not a good sale number. So, 
the movie came out and basically the response was well not good from the audience well the movie was actually better praised in ways from the other movies at least the rating and you know um the um rotten tomato score approval rating that people care about was better than most of these movies but the sale numbers, the box office numbers, did not really show interest at all. So, so far, as you can see, Marvel had a hard time becoming relevant at all in the movie industry. In fact, nobody really cared about Marvel and any of that. So, how did it become that Marvel actually succeeded at this? Well, Marvel had another do-or-die do situation. At that time, people really didn't crucify somebody to the point of saying that, okay... You suck, don't make movies anymore, get out of here. No, nobody really cared. Nobody really went in-depth. So Marvel had the best chance. They started soon and they, well, did it best. Why? When I say best was because they were resilient. They did not give up and they thought that, okay, next movie is either going to break us or make us. So when it came to the other movie, which was none other than The Avengers... Marvel had to put all their eggs into one basket. They didn't even dare go on and make another movie simply because, well, what if this movie failed? And they didn't know if it would, if it would, uh, if it would fail miserably or if it actually would be really popular. They didn't know, so they had to risk it all. They put all their eggs into one basket. They went with the Avengers. Now... How did they succeed with the Avengers? How did all of these movies, which basically were not praised at all, suddenly became so damn popular? I'll tell you why. First of all, Marvel Cinematic Universe may have not done well at the theaters, but it did really, really well in selling toys. That selling toys was probably one of the reasons how Marvel and Disney were able, were able to fund the movies. Otherwise, if this was the new age and Disney saw that you know, the movies didn't sell well, they were like, okay, screw you, you're done, go home. But they saw that there was potential here. And these characters were characters that were not popular even in the Marvel comics. So they had to do something. With the toys and everything and the charisma of some of the actors, they were able to sell many, many toys and gather many fans around the world. But when it came to the Marvel Avengers, however, they capitalized on everything that had worked before and fixed those that did not work. Probably the biggest thing that Marvel did for themselves was this. They thought that, well, let's just see what worked for us. They saw that Loki was really loved. People loved Loki in many, many ways. And, well, they thought that, okay, let's bring Loki back. They wanted a great theme song, so they brought none other than um, the composer for Spider-Man and well basically you know uh, they went out of their way to make this the best and perfect Marvel movie they had a great story they asked Joss Whedon to do whatever he wanted with the characters they gave him total freedom and the Hulk was redesigned and recast from the ground up which was actually one of the strong points now, what made this movie perfect was that basically it did not try to be what the other movies were. It tried to be its own movie, with Captain America being his own character, Thor being a much more interesting character, Hulk being the out, uh, outstanding character here, 
with his appearance and power and his scenes, basically Joss Whedon treated Avengers as a comic book, and basically that worked in his favor. Treating this movie as a comic book on its own was what made this movie really, really successful. If he hadn't actually treated it like a comic book, if he had treated it like a movie, this would have failed miserably. That's what Iron Man 2 did, that's what Captain America the First Avengers did. These are movies that try to be movies and not comic books. That's why all of them failed at the box office. But, for example, Iron Man 1 did not try to be a movie. It tried to be both a movie and a comic book. So, Avengers came and people were very excited to see it. This was the first time ever that the Avengers were going to appear on screen all together. So, everybody was very excited. Then came none other than the trailer at the end of Captain America, the first Avenger. Though not many people went to see it, but many people were excited for the trailer, so there were many leaks. And the Comic-Con, wow, people were super excited to see it happen. And, well, of course, <laughs> you know, somebody like um, uh, Tom Hiddleston, who had so much charisma, actually controlled the audience during that. And Marvel said that, well, this was phase one, and we have faith going forward for phase two. These are the movies, yay! But truth is, behind the scenes, they were really scared. They were like, if Avengers failed, we put so much money in this. If it failed, what are we going to do? So, even though they did announce plans for uh, phase two, which I still have the pictures of on my Facebook... They were really excited, but they knew that this if it actually failed, there would be nothing that they can do. They would, you know, they wouldn't be able to do anything. They would just have to go or maybe make their movies much, much lower scale. So the movie came out and they were they had like uh, their fingers crossed thinking like, OK, it might work. It might work. It might work. So they were really scared on if it were gonna work or not, but it did. In fact, Avengers in its first opening weekend became the best movie for the opening weekend. At the time that it came out, it was the fastest reaching movie to get to one billion, and it was the movie that actually went far and beyond than of uh, The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. So the movie was really really well received by people and it did have competition for those who think that this movie did not have competition it did have competition but the movie went on to sell more than one billion and a half at the box office this was something nobody expected this set a new precedent for every single superhero movie the single success of this movie of Joss Whedon as the director this just went to show that Comic book movies are beloved here. At that point, before Avengers, people just like, you know, uh, you know, uh, characters like Batman and people were like, okay, we're just going to watch those movies. We don't like this movie. But when it came to Avengers, it really, really did well. And it went on to show that, hey, I can be good. I can be a great movie. Who says I can't? So... When I say the movie also had some serious, some serious um, competition, it was none other than The Dark Knight Rises, which sold more than one billion 
so not that much more but still it sold 1 billion and by competition you know they were not released close to each other um like you know avengers april may june july they had time to you know sell either sell well or you know give in to dark knight rises but when it came to dark knight rises being released they were already free they already had sold 1 billion they didn't care anymore so bad thing of course for um Dark Knight Rises, they also had that incident, shooting incident, which cost the movie a lot of money. So the Avengers sold extremely well. This was when they had been caught by surprise. Like I said, they put everything in there. They put every single conflict they wanted into it. They did everything to make it the best movie of their own um, cinematic universe. And they had plans. As soon as the movie sold this well, and of course the sales of the toys, they just changed every plan they had. Suddenly, in Comic-Con, they came out and said that, hey, hey, this is the new plan for the movies. You know, this is called The Dark World. This is Iron Man 3. This is this. This is that. They changed the whole thing because they suddenly saw that, well, it worked. Now, what made Cinematic Universe of Marvel continue to be successful? Well, when it came to, you know, Avengers and their buttload of money, they had more faith. So they gave more money to everyone. With Iron Man 3, the movie was treated again like a comic book and a finale for uh, Robert Downey Jr. So the very fact that he was retiring and he became a very favorite character in the Avengers, people still wanted to see this guy. So when the movie came, regardless of how they pulled the rug from under us with Mandarin and things like that, the movie did its best to be like Dark Knight Rises, another formula that would have worked. And in terms of, well, box office numbers, it really worked. Well, it's safe to say that the movie was not as good as Iron Man 1, but it was way better than Iron Man 2. The movie did pretty well with 1 billion, which came off of none other than basically um, um, the Avengers 1. So... Then we had For the Dark World, which, <laughs> while many people would love to say that you know, this movie was good, it was not good. They know it in their hearts that this movie was awful. Seriously awful. For the Dark World came out to some terrible critical responses. However, in terms of sales, it at least did better than the first four movie because you know people were excited to see him again. Then we had Captain America, The Winter Soldier, which sold really well for itself, and it was a very beautiful movie, which solicited, which solidified, sorry, solidified Anthony and Joe Rosso as great directors who came back for Civil War as well to make another serious Marvel movie. This movie was actually very beautiful. If you haven't watched it, or if you have watched it, go watch it again. Very beautiful. Then we had, holy crap, Guardians of the Galaxy, a group of characters nobody expected to make to m- make money at all and it was actually very different from their comic book counterpart anyway but they came they had a very funny movie with some really good soundtracks that inspired even more movies like this and they sold 773 million dollars nobody expected these kinds of characters to succeed but they did and of course, after that, we had Age of Ultron, a movie that did not live up to the expectations made by Avengers, but at least it sold well for itself. 
And finally, Ant-Man, another character that people did not expect to succeed at all. And the director of it, who is a visionary director, well, basically dropped out and they had to use his ideas, half-baked ideas, to make the movie. So as you can see, Marvel did not actually have a plan at all. They just wanted to make this. They, they, their only plan at the time was to get to the Avengers and go all in with that. When the Avengers finally came and we saw Thanos, which honestly, you know, many people don't remember, but Thanos looked very different at the end of the movie that he looks right now. And in fact, he had a different actor altogether. When it came to that, Marvel then decided to actually, um, well, work harder on uh, what is their plan. And their plan was to introduce none other than Thanos down the line at the end of Phase 3. But during Phase 2, they wanted to experiment as much as possible, which was why they changed Mandarin, which was why For the Dark World turned out to be like this, which was why Winter Soldier even though very close to the comic books in many ways, it was different and it was a more serious movie. And then we had Ant-Man, a very different movie than every other Marvel movie. And finally, well, basically before Ant-Man, we had Avengers Age of Ultron, a very powerful character who was kind of nerfed. And, well, they thought that, okay, let's experiment. If Marvel's Cinematic Universe succeeded, remember this. It was all because of the toy sales. It was all because of the influence of these movies, popularity of these movies on the comic books, which also changed the outlook of Marvel comics as well, which led to Marvel being independent from characters from Spider-Man or um, even Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man. So X-Men and Spider-Man, Fantastic Four were out of the picture, so they had to rely on these guys. Funnily enough, Sony tried to make a deal with Marvel in 2012 to include the tower, of the Oscorp tower in the uh, Avengers, but the deal did not go through. Why? Did Marvel need Spider-Man? Yes, they did. Sony did not. Sony already had a successful Spider-Man, and they were working on this one as well to make it even more successful. But, well, Marvel kind of needed Spider-Man as well. So the deal went, did not go through. But then the tables turned and now <laughs> Sony needed Marvel. With Marvel and their cinematic universe, the expectations just went through the roof. And the social media age came. Basically helping Marvel in every single way. So every movie that came after this and tried to do the same thing was criticized, scrutinized because they thought that they were not following the same formula. People think that Marvel had a formula going forward with their cinematic universe. They did not. In fact, most of the time it was like, okay, let's do or die. Let's just do our best. And their best was not enough until it came to Avengers. So next time you actually think that basically Marvel did amazing in terms of their cinematic universe, they did not. In fact, if anything, they gambled. They gambled hard, and, well, it kind of it succeeded with Avengers. But if Avengers was never there, well, you would not see Marvel Cinematic Universe today. You would actually see a cinematic universe centered on Spider-Man and DC, and the world would be very different today. But would it have been better? I don't know. All I'm trying to say is that 
before crucifying every single studio for making their cinematic universes. Remember, Marvel did not have a good luck with making their movies. They didn't even have good quality before, you know, from Iron Man 2 Avengers. Before these two, none other movie did really well. So before going to crucify every movie out there saying that, hey, your cinematic universe sucks. Just like I said, remember, they didn't do well either. So this was basically um, a, an in-depth analysis of how Marvel Cinematic Universe succeeded. And as you can see, it was not that difficult to understand. Basically, toy sales are really, really important. Something that, well, Sony, they, they definitely had, but they had to share the profits with Marvel. So <laughs> Marvel actually got a cut from them, which helped them with their movies as well. DC's toys, I'm not sure if they sell well, but, well, that also had a factor. So basically, for those of you thinking that all of the movies, you know, the box office numbers are important, it's not actually. Not even the comics are important. Comics don't make that much money for these companies. But what's important, aside from box office, are the toy sales. If the toys sell well, then let's continue because, well, it's a merchandise and it sold well. But if they don't, then hell no. They're not going to continue and they're going to be like, okay, something needs to change or let's just cancel it altogether. So yeah, toy sales really, really matter in the world of comics because, well, children buy a lot of them. Do think about this. If, for example, there are like 2 million kids, 2 million kids in only one city, and that's a lot of kids actually, and each toy probably will sell from $20 to maybe $60, depending on the size and what it is. Legos even cost that much. If they buy it, like let's say $40 the average, 40 then we have two, 80 million. 80 million is a lot. And you sold all of them to children. And believe me, no child buys only one toy. So that's a really, really good way to make money. Anyways, guys, thank you for joining me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Of course, this will not be the last time that we analyze Marvel Cinematic Universe. In fact, next week, we're going to have another episode talking about how did it actually continue and what happened to every other cinematic universe. Like, does this mean that, you know, basically um, Marvel did it best? Did nobody else try to do better than Marvel? Did they go to do better and they failed because of social media or what? Next week, join us as I will basically analyze three other cinematic universes. Three other ones. You'll see. So guys, thank you for joining us and I hope you enjoyed this episode. And don't forget to like, subscribe, share, leave your thoughts as a comment and if you can't leave a comment in your um, basically where you're listening to my podcast which is possible for them to remove it remove the comments or something don't forget we are on twitter as well so definitely give us a look on twitter i'll look forward to you guys over there the link and the name of the uh, our twitter um, page is in the description so Definitely come say hi, and don't forget, we are fast approaching our milestone, which means our giveaway is very, very soon. So see you guys very soon too, and I hope to 
see you guys on Twitter and everywhere. And basically, thank you for joining.